Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Nature Back Podcast, where we are talking about the green future. My name is Tarmo Virki, and today I'm dwelling into the topic of B Corp. Welcome to Nature Back, Sarah. Thank you very much. <laughs> Tell us what is B Corp. So B Corp is a movement of people using business as a force for good. For good. I think um, if you think about the state of the world at the moment, the different crises we're facing, um, we feel that uh, it is critical and essential that business as a key stakeholder and a key actor in, 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 in our system to take action um, to drive change. Uh, the movement, how long has it been going on or where did it start from? Yeah, so the movement started back in 2006 uh, when our when our founders um, were becoming increasingly disillusioned by seeing purpose-driven companies uh, changed drastically after they either changed ownership, after they went public, uh, after, you know, the direction of the CEO or the priorities of the CEO changed. So they, they wanted to address two things. One, how are we able to determine and assess the impact of the totality of a company? How they're doing in terms of how they treat their workers, the environment, customers, community and governance. And second of all, how can we embed purpose in a company's mission and a company's legal statutes to ensure that mission is protected, even when, you know, ownership changes, they go public, et cetera. So really embedding purpose within the legal DNA of a company. And essentially, that is what uh, that is when B Corp is born. And so certified B Corporations or B Corps, like we call them, are companies that are verified by BLAB to meet high standards of social and environmental performance, transparency, and accountability. And just to explain a little bit how that works, um, each B Corp or every business undergoes a rigorous assessment that takes a look at a company's impact on its workers, as I mentioned before, the environment, the communities in which it operates in, its customers, and also its governance. So essentially the way in which the business itself is run. Um, and I think what's really important to highlight is that uh, certification is just the beginning. B businesses embark on a journey of continuous improvement, and they're required to recertify every three years and show progress um, in the different areas. Um, and so it's interesting to, I think it's important to note that we're now 7, 000, more than 7,700 B Corps around the world, more than 1,500 across Europe. Um, and we feel like this is just the beginning. We're partnering with academia, with governments. Uh, uh, coalitions to really drive economic systems change. And typically, a B Corp is an usual company, right? Yes. So B Corp certification is actually only available to for-profit businesses. Uh, so you need to be a distinct company. It's a, it's a company-wide certification. So, for example, you can't 
um, certify a brand unless the brand is really its own legal entity. And that's that's essentially because of what I just mentioned. We want to assess the the impact of a of a company, not a brand, not a division, etc. Are global corporations also part of it? I mean, as you said, the brand is separate. That we have a lot of uh, global corporations which have some green brands in their offering, but at the same time, we know that they might have a have, might have big challenges in some other areas. So yes, absolutely. So. Um, the backbone and the foundation of the B Corp movement really started with small uh, mission-driven SMEs, essentially, and actually still is more than 95% of our community um, has less than a thousand employees. So it's still very much an SME-led movement. However, I think more or less since 2015, we've seen a lot of momentum and interest in large companies and multinationals joining the movement. And there's a lot of work that we've done around. Um, first of all, we we think that they're a critical actor in driving systems change. So we want to work towards them to make them accountable, to increase their transparency, but to also follow the rigorous uh, requirements that, uh, that the BIA sets out. Um, so uh, on our website, you'll be able to see also the different steps and, and, and more rigorous steps that large enterprises need to undergo to make sure that we're, we're really factoring in the risk that large companies and multinationals bring um, in, their, in their operations. How is uh, B Corp related to this uh, big movement of ESG uh, demands uh, across the world? Well, I think B Corp has been around, I think, uh, even longer than than right now. There's this ESG kind of hype, I think, also very much brought in by the important legislation that's coming in um, in Europe. But I think the way that we see it is... Um, being transparent, using the B impact assessment to assess your impact across multiple areas can only prepare you to be to really be prepared for what's coming in terms of requirements from government and in terms of what's coming from the European Union. Um, it's a it's a way to demonstrate to to your stakeholders and also to to the to the stakeholders that you're accountable uh, that you're committed to transparency that the claims that you're making can be really backed up by evidence. Um, so I think that it's 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 an, a really powerful tool to be, to be prepared for the governance and legislation that's coming. The uh, you mentioned earlier that we talked a little bit about the global corporations. Who are the biggest uh, B corps of the world? So it's a great question. I think um, one of the the more the more the more iconic ones that you might uh, know around the globe that are more recognized are are Danone. Uh, who has embarked on, a, on its journey of certification since 2015. They have a, a goal of being completely certified by 2025. Uh, we also have Natura, uh, which is a global uh, beauty brand based in, um, based in Brazil that has multiple brands loved uh, by consumers all, all around the world. Um, we have subsidiaries of Unilever certified as well. So that just to name a few uh, big ones. Mm, exactly. Uh, but you mentioned with the Danone, it's a 10-year process. I mean, is that just because they are so big or what's the logic there? Why it takes so long? I think size is definitely one factor. But like I mentioned before, the B Corp process is, is simply extremely rigorous. Mm. Um, so it's it's not only about, you know, filling out the assessment and going through verification. It's really about implementing the changes needed to be able to meet the rigor and the standards. Um, so I think anybody within the company uh, will tell you that that it is essentially a journey. And so that that's why for a company that size 10 years might be quite a quite a plausible amount of time. The uh, what's in it for the companies? What do they say? Why did they, why do they, you know, certify as a big corpse? So I think 
the 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 thing that comes keeps on coming back time and again because it's a company-wide certification it essentially requires you to involve everyone from hr to finance to supply chain you know most certifications will either be you know supply chain focused or product focused and so it's a very specific area of the company that's busy with it b corp certification really requires bringing everyone in uh, which is challenging, of course. It takes time, it takes energy, but at the end of the day, the reward is much, much larger when everyone within the company feels like they have contributed to the impact and to the certification um, of the company. I think um, a second one is to really show leadership in, a, in an increasingly competitive environment, showing your customers who are increasingly demanding that a company's purpose aligns with their own is a really important way to connect to your customers, but also to differentiate yourself. Um, another one is to build relationships. I mean, uh, B Corps, when you, when you become a B Corp, you join a, a, a movement of 7,500 companies taking leadership in the moment, in the movement all around the world. Um, and there's this very much this community peer element that I think is unequaled by any other certification. And so we, we time and again, we hear that that's one of the largest benefits. Um, it also, because it's a framework of continuous improvement, you can really show and measure progress. So it's a really great tool to help sustainability managers, CEOs, set targets, get companies excited about improving um, their, about improving their impact. Um, and lastly, and very importantly, I think uh, this protecting mission bit, right? Like all B Corps are required to change their legal statutes to say that they are, will take the interest, the interest of all stakeholders and not only shareholders. And so it's a really, really valuable framework, which really helps protect mission. And it's something, again, unequaled, I think, by other certifications. Mm -hmm. The interesting point on all stakeholders. The uh, I wonder does it kind of uh, go against the legal structures, maybe in some countries? It's a great question. I think again, the the legal framework is one of the strongest, um, and uh, we're working really hard to create these this legal framework in more and more countries. Um, and absolutely, I think it's even it's a, it's a big impediment for some companies to join the movement. It's either not there is either no legal pathway in their countries, or secondly, they have to make to convince the their boards, their management teams, to really change something that's very much ingrained um, in in the economic culture at the moment, which is shareholder primacy. And so, I think that's another a huge demonstration of leadership and success when a B Corp when a, when a company actually manages to put this through. And it really shows a long-term commitment to the values that it, that it's that it's kind of meant or uh, publicizing to its to its stakeholders. I wonder, is it a challenge for some uh, publicly listed uh, corporations? I assume it is, right? It definitely is. Uh, it's a big hindrance, but we do have publicly listed uh, B corps. Uh, we have both, you know, private companies that became public while they were a B corp. Um, but we also have just public companies that were able to to get this uh, legal status pushed through uh, and and persevered. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best—it's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line—it's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI—it's possible. Because we're already doing it, all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. 
It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. Oh, uh, what about the kind of the geographical footprint? You mentioned that uh, all, all around the world, but I would assume that the, the uh, I would say, foothold would be larger in some parts of the world than the others. So, yeah, absolutely. We are now, there's currently B Corps in 90 countries around the world. Um, I think the United States and Europe uh, and Latin America being kind of the strongest foothold, but very much growing in countries like uh, Australia, for example. We have great teams doing amazing work in Africa and, and, and in Asia. And so uh, we feel like we're really just at the beginning. So it's 90 countries across 160 industries. Uh, so definitely a global footprint that we're hoping to, to grow um, in the near future. The, uh, the 7,500 companies, what's their kind of total market? I mean, uh, millions of companies? Uh, 7,500 um, companies are B Corps. Um, and I think just to give you an example, uh, we in, in Europe, we're more than 1,500. Um, and that employs 100,000 employees. 1,500, of course, is a very small share of the economy. So we have a lot of work to do. But I think the what the amazing and kind of more powerful number is how many people and employees are working at purpose-driven companies and what is their scale and their ability to drive change, you know, beyond the companies that they work with. So um, we have a lot to do, work to do, and we really hope to to become a much like to, to see more and more B Corps become the norm of the economy, essentially. Shouldn't all companies be purpose-driven? Shouldn't they be? Is that the question? A hundred percent. <laughs> so th- there is a. L- <laughs> yeah. I have. Um, I I dream for a world where you know meeting these types of requirements um, is not necessarily only voluntary. Um, I think uh, that's why the work that we do with policy, we, um, we have a really interesting initiative, uh, collective action called the Interdependence Coalition, where B Corps have come together to really advocate for legislation, um, for stakeholder governance legislation at a European level. Uh, influencing policy and leveraging policy is one of our key um, drivers in our theory of change. And so we're completely convinced that our work with companies needs to be complemented by strong and, and, and meaningful legislation around, around the, the work that we do. How far is their, their legal work on the EU level? So there has been quite some progress achieved. I think if you look into the the different uh, the new updates lately around the the, C, the directives at a European level, um, the wording we, we've we've achieved a lot in terms of making sure that uh, CEOs and companies are accountable for um, the people people and planet, not only not only their bottom line. Um, I do feel like it's very early days. There's still a lot. We could be a lot more rigorous. We could be a lot more ambitious. Uh, but I think it's incredible to see the leadership of some companies who are really uh, pushing for this to just be more ambitious and more more uh, responding to the reality that we live in, the climate reality that we're living in today. Into twenty twenty four, what's the kind of the big uh, big challenge for you or big milestone? So it's a really great question because we have we're undergoing a really critical process for the B Corp movement at the moment, which is the evolution of our standards. Um, and just to give you some context there, uh, continuous improvement is not only something that we advocate for companies, it's something that we take ourselves very seriously at B Lab. Uh, we have updated our standards more than six times already since um, since we started this. 
Um, and in 2020, when we were going to do another relook to the B impact assessment, um, actually from our stakeholder consultations, it became very evident that this review required a lot more than, than a simple, let's say, uh, rethink update. Given the state of the world and given the urgency that we saw around us, um, an, an entire different look at how we measure uh, our B Corps and the, the different standards that we set was necessary. So we we undertook this process starting in 2020. We're about to launch our second consultation. So this is very much a process done together with our community, together with our stakeholders. Um, and by the end of next year, we'll, we will be launching essentially the new standards for B Corp certification. Um, we're moving towards a system where a, from a point system, which we have at the moment. So all B Corps need to score at least 80 within the assessment. Now we're going to move towards a model of key core areas in which all B Corps need to be demonstrating leadership around. Um, so all the information around the evolution of our standards are on our website. We invite anybody who feels like they have a lot, something to contribute in terms of uh, insights, knowledge, advice to be part of this consultation, uh, because it, it's 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 a it's a big it's a big moment for our movement, and it's really going to change what it means to be a B Corp and what it means to take leadership in the impact space. And sorry, just starting to wrap up, but why B Corp? Was A Corp taken or was C Corp taken or what's the logic <laughs> there? Um, so B stands for benefit for all. And I think ah. that stands at the very core. It's it's a good question. Not a lot of people know that. That really stands at the core of, of, of who we are, which is of an inclusive, regenerative, regenerative and equitable uh, system for all for all people and the planet. So um, it it feels very connected to who we are. And so the B is is now iconic. It's much loved. Um, and it's here to stay, I think. Good. Thank you so much for your time, Sarah. Thank you so much, Dharma. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, is that the no, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Electric acid.